What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibbs. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcast resource dedicated to telling stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. Before we get any further into today's episode, I would like you to go over to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast and leave us a rating and review. It helps the show to grow up on the charts as well as continue to tell the SID story. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Infocast and sign up for our newsletter at sidcast.fireside.fm slash newsletter. Now, let's get into today's conversation. And welcome back. This is probably my second or third attempt, I think, of trying to record an intro. For some reason, my audio keeps trying to, uh, like, a, like a dual track thing. And I sound like a robot whenever I, I tried to record for some reason. Uh, I think I have it fixed now. Uh, we will give this a shot. But, um, yeah, hope you all are doing well. Uh, we just wrapped up a big game in the Big Ten ACC Challenge on Tuesday uh, with the Florida State Seminoles against the number 17 Florida State Seminoles. Uh, big win for Indiana. The place was deafening. I had an absolute blast. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving uh, just in general. And I hope that you guys, uh, as we head into the holiday season, um, everything goes swimmingly for you as we are starting to phase out of fall sports into winter sports. So, um, almost there, probably about halfway, I would say, maybe, maybe not even that, uh, with the school year, um, yeah, I guess maybe not even halfway, Dave, how many months is that, five, so ten, yeah, you're about halfway, so, think on the bright side, um, today I do have a repeat guest for you from episode number 63, that was back in 2017, January of 2017 is when we had, um, Denny Driscoll on the first time. Then he was at the University of the Southwest. Um, if you want to listen to that, I'm going to link it in the description. And go th- or you could go to sidcast.fireside.fm slash 63. Uh, you could probably find it on your app wherever you listen to this, whether it be Spotify or um, the, uh, uh, what are they called, podcasts. Yeah, that's the thing that I do. Uh, the podcasting app on your phone. Um, scroll until you find that episode. You'll get his uh, background uh, pretty in depth, but today we are going to go through how we got to Jackson State. Uh, talk about social media, his, his role, and his ride to where he has gotten to now. Um, being able to move around quite a bit, and how every move he did was strategic in the getting to where he wants to go. We'll talk about vision. We'll talk about being able to uh, articulate your vision because vision without action is 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 nothing. Um, if you want something, it baffles me why people never go for it. So if you want to be an AD and you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I don't know, uh, why don't you just why don't you just do it? It just kills me. Um, yeah, we'll go through that. We'll go through the atmosphere of an HBCU at Jackson State football. Uh, we'll also talk about an incident that you might have seen on ESPN or Fox Sports or, or wherever you consume your media. Um, the mascot got a little too handsy after a, a play. Uh, Denny will talk about that, the reception that they got uh, down at Jackson. Uh, yeah, had big fun today. If you ever want to learn how to uh, be a prison teacher, uh, this is also the podcast to do it. Never thought I'd say that before. So be prepared. Get excited. I'll stop rambling now for you guys. So uh, let's get started with episode number 140 of SIDcast, Denny Driscoll of the Jackson State Tigers, and a sport background growing up right here 
on SIDcast. I wanted to be a play-by-play announcer when I was a kid. Um, listening to Keith Jackson, you know, I really wanted to be the next Keith Jackson, you know, Brent Musburger. But I know I wanted to work in sports. Went to college to, you know, do do that. Got a, a bachelor's in mass communication and worked for the campus radio station and worked for the campus newspaper. And then, you know, I got into the real world and I found out that radio really didn't pay much. But uh, journalism and newspaper pay a little bit more. So I went and worked for newspaper industry for a couple of years. Uh, my hometown newspaper in Brokeville, Nebraska, called the Custer County Chief. And then I worked for the Carney Hub, which is owned by Warren Buffett and the mm-hmm. Omaha World Herald um, uh, company. I did that for about three years. And then I decided to get out of journalism because we all see where it's going. Uh, it's, it's unfortunately, it is a dying industry. But... Um, it's living on in the digital realm, which I, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful for that because I, you know, I am still a journalist at heart, so, and I have an appreciative nature towards the newspapers. And then you know, became a, a GA at Northwestern Oklahoma State, first full-time job in athletics at McMurray University in Abilene, Texas. That's where I met my wife at. Uh, went to New Mexico State, went to Wisconsin, worked for a Division three at Marion, went back to New Mexico. Worked at University of Southwest as an assistant athletic director for communications and marketing. Was there for about two years, uh, accepted the role here at Jackson State University as an associate athletic director for sports media and have several other uh, administrative. (laughs) So you kind of encompass a lot. I mean, we we talked to you back when you were at University of Southwest. I want to go back to something you said there for a little bit. You're still a little bit appreciative towards newspapers because that's where you started. That's where you got your start. And, um, I mean, yeah, the industry is kind of going in a certain direction. That's unfortunate. Um, but how does that experience and how does that empathy that you feel towards newspapers affect or benefit how you do your job, uh, at Jackson state? Man, I would say you just don't take anything, anything for granted. Um, you know, something just 10, 15, even 20 years ago, if you ask anyone if the newspaper industry was going to die, people say, no, man, newspapers will be around forever. Mm-hmm. And it kind of asks myself, you know, what sports information can look like in 10 years, 20 years? What's athletics going to look like in that same time? And it's going to change. I don't know how it's going to change, but who knows? Maybe someday there might not be a need for for my role. I hope that's never true, uh-huh. <laughs> but never happens, but just something to, to think about. And, you know, it is Thanksgiving time. So just be appreciative of what you have and don't take anything for granted. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, uh, you mentioned you moved around quite a bit. I think we talked about this the last time that we spoke. I, I will link, um, for those of you listening, I'll probably say this in the intro as well. I will link um, your last episode, which was actually January of 2018. So we're coming up on two years. Uh, well, I'll link that in the, uh, in the description. But um, I think we talked about you moving quite a bit. I mean, what was that like uh, to kind of have to uproot yourself a little bit? And even now, you said you met your wife in Texas and then you're in New Mexico. One, how did you convince your wife to go to New Mexico? Nothing against New Mexico. And two, how did you get her? How did you guys like have the discussion of, of moving around to follow career aspirations? 
I'm, I'm very lucky to have a wife that supports me and wants to grow with me. And, and, you know, it's, it, it's not a journey for just myself. It's a journey together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I consider just to compare it. I feel like I move around like a coach at times, you know, you see yeah. coaches at school, a this year, school B this year, school C the next year. And, you know, I, I, from now I, I want to set roots, obviously I've been moved a lot. Um, Jackson state is, you know, it's where I want to be. I want to be in Jackson, Mississippi. want to be here. want to help tell the story of our student athletes or coaches and what's going on here. Um, you know, every person has a journey. Mine happens to be where I've kind of moved to different locales, did different things. And, um, at the end of the day, it, it worked out for me because I'm on the ladder you know, that I want to go on. And I, I knew that the whole time. E- each time I've moved, it wasn't just because, oh, I want to move for a new job or move because of this or that. It's because I saw an opportunity in each location where it would make my career um, aspirations happen, or at least I can see myself moving in a forward direction. Everything, it was strategic. Um, I have learned something at every single place that I've I've worked at and I use that today in how I work on a day-to-day basis with coaches, uh, with co-workers, uh, my fellow administrators, so on and so forth. So just each place is um, just helped um, turn me into the, the SID or the administrator that who I am today. Yeah. It sounds like you have vision of where you want to be and what you and what like positioning when they put yourself in. I think that that's a smart philosophy here as we as people start to move forward and especially young professionals thinking about making the next step in their uh making the next step in their career. So you had to know where you were going. That's the point of vision. So how did you develop that for yourself? I mean, cuz you you started and you want to be play-by-play, then also you want to be a journalist and now it's all changed for you. So how does one make a vision when this industry is kind of fluid? Man, I'll tell you, you know, my, my goal is at the end of the day is I want to be an athletic director, um, division one, division two, division three, NAI, JUCO. I, I do not care. That's my, my goal is I want to sit in the athletic director chair. And, you know, when I first got into sports information, how I, how I can get to that, that, that route. Cause I've been a decent writer. Um, and I was like, okay, how can I get my foot into athletics? So that's the main reason why I got into sports information in the first place was I want to be an athletic director someday. So this is going to be my, my ticket to do that. And I think I've done a really good job of, of maintaining that, that end goal. Yeah. So I'm guessing my question next would be each opportunity you saw, it was strategic, obviously. It had to be, it couldn't just be another job. Like you said, you can't just take another job just for the sake of, hey, I want to do something different. I mean, I'm sure you can, but yeah. ultimately, like, what does that do for you? So how do you evaluate these opportunities? I mean, is it, uh, is it fit? Is it uh, in the description you check off all the boxes? I mean, how does this search process look like for you? Well, each one's different. Each, yeah. each job it seems like I say that because each job I've applied for, I found one on co-sided, found one on the, the NCAA 
career center. I have found a job on Indeed. I have, <laughs> I, <laughs> I saw one on LinkedIn. Um, so there's so many different avenues to find jobs. So I would say the most important thing for me right now is what's the goal? Just not the athletic administration, but the university as a whole. Hmm. Um, at Jackson State, our, our president, Dr. William Bynum Jr., he's pro-athletics 100%. This is the most supportive president I have ever seen. Uh, presidents have their their goals that they they present publicly, and you know this is our five pillars that we want to be successful in. Yeah. And each pillar, there's other parts of it that go into that. Usually, athletics isn't part of one of those five pillars. It's something that is usually part of the third or fourth pillar. Honestly, we are the third pillar. Athletics is a pillar. At Jackson State, and for our president to publicly say that, and not, you know, and I don't want to say brash about it, but just totally say this is what we want to do. That, as as a staff, as coaches, that is what you want to hear, and we've seen it happen. Our our budget has grown, staff has grown, just not with coaches, but for myself, I, I have a full time assistant. I have two graduate assistants maybe some other additional staff in the future. We added a marketing coordinator who works works with, uh, with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do a lot of stuff together as well. So to have that support is just amazing. Then my uh, athletic director, uh, Ashley Robinson, he also has the, the vice president role. He's been nothing but great. He understands sports information because he used to work at the conference level. In, in the SWAC, he was a, a commissioner there for compliance, but he worked a lot with the sports information person there. So from that background for him, he understands it. So I don't have to, you know, go in there and beg my case for anything. If I ask them, you know, I say I need this or that. Like, for example, I needed a new, a new uh, camera. He knows I need a camera. <laughs> so got a camera. Uh, and just anything that, that I need to, to be successful. Yeah. Um, you know, other positions that I've I've had, it's you look at who you report to, and you have to look at the job description and see if it bullet by bullet, if it's something that you think that you you meet or that you think you can meet or you want want to meet, and see what you can do to help that school meet that and exceed those expectations they have. I. I always think a, a job description is kind of just like the first step in in the process. I mean, you don't have to agree with everything on it um, and say, oh, this is bullet point. This is what it's going to be. When you go to the, the interview process, that's when you really have the conversation and say, you know, do, do I have what um, – or do, do I have the, the skill set to meet these? And then I think you can, you can negotiate. Mm-hmm. I'm on that way, way too. Like for for example, at the University of Southwest, um, it was um, a director of sports in, information position, and 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 I, and I negotiated that to be a, assistant AD. So you know, don't don't be afraid to negotiate too, because mm-hmm. some sometimes they you know if, if you are their top candidate and they want you, you know, and, yeah, they, along the way, yeah. So let's talk about that negotiating here a little bit. That's something that we've never talked about. And I think it's always something that people are kind of afraid to do. 
or they shy away from asking for a promotion or a raise or things like that. So how do you go about doing that for yourself? I mean, you said you did it at Southwest. I mean, how would you say there's somebody sitting here right now that's thinking like, well, I've been here, what, 8, 10, 12 years. I think it's time that this role becomes assistant AD. How do they go about asking that? Well, for, okay, so for example, right now I would be like, um, Mr. So-and-so, um, yeah. <laughs> 10 years I've been here, you know, we uh, jump-started the, the social media accounts. We now have over 30,000 followers on Twitter. Jump-started the Facebook account, have 20,000 likes on Facebook. Instagram has 5,000 5, uh, people as well. YouTube is growing with over 1,000 based on the data each week on on Twitter, we can range up to 50,000, I'm sorry, 500,000 impressions at Homecoming. We got one, 1 million. So that that uh, reach has been because of the social media strategy that the Sports and Information Office has directed, developed, and executed. Mm-hmm. Data-driven is what matters. you got to have data to back up what you want or need, in my opinion. Yeah. I also think it'd be nice to kind of articulate how you see the position or how you see even verbally where this department can be and how you want to help it. And and that all comes back to, I'll help you, you help me kind of loop, right? For sure. Um, At the end of the day, it's all about student athletes. That's Mm -hmm. universities and higher education is for for students and student athletes. So how do I promote the student athlete to, just not newspapers and media, but in general in the in the internet, in the internet era and with mm-hmm. Facebook and Twitter and everything that's there, how you can enhance the product because recruiting coaches, you know, that is their buzzword, recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Yeah. So anything that I do or my office does to help recruit for a coach, that is so important because – Three to four seconds, I think, is usually what people's attention span is for anything that's on Twitter or Facebook. It's a cool graphic or a, a short short video. And that, that's what we, we really try to do at, at Jackson State is just make it quick, short, and make it an impression. So it's all about it's all about social media, Facebook, Twitter. That's what kids' eyeballs are at. So that's what we do is we want to make sure that those eyeballs are here i think in the swack I'm, I'm not saying this just to say that but we're we're one of the top schools in swack with social media um alabama state travis jerome if you're hearing this i'm gonna say good job to you bud but uh we're one and two in the swack in uh social media not even n- none of the schools um valley alcorn alabama a&m texas, texas southern prairie view they don't even come close to matching the product and the content that we put out. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a humble brag, but it's, it's the truth. If you ask anyone, they'll say, yeah, Jack, Jackson State, they do a really good job. Yeah, I think being able to, like you said, reiterating the data. I think this we've reiterated that data is pretty much what people want to see. I mean, you can say, like, hey, I'm the best all I want, but if you don't have the data to back that up, then – your your words are empty but it seems like you guys have been able to have that and we'll talk about jack state here in a minute um i do want to go back to some things that that you keep mentioning that how every position is different for you i mean what did you mean by that and how is your how has your role evolved and changed over the last couple of stops 
we'll start at the very beginning at McMurray in Texas. You know, that was my 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 supervisor. I'm sorry, my supervisor. We would say he's he's a, he was an old school SID. He didn't really know anything about social social media, and he hired me because he knew that's what I was good at. Yeah. So there, my I just wanted to generate some buzz and you know just make sure that people would see or the, the massive maximum maximum exposure of McMurray. And you know we increased the website volume by like 150 percent. Um, Twitter had over 700 followers within like three months of football season was went from 100 to 800 mm-hmm. just because we had content out there. Um, New, New Mexico state really was an eye experience for me because it was so business like, and so I'll say like proper, but you just, it was, it was, a, it, it was a business, the, the business mentality of it. Um, mm-hmm. I never really talked to, to my um, AD. Well, actually one wasn't even in that, um, our office was under university communication. So we weren't even under the athletic department, which was interesting to say the least. But um, that really opened up my eyes to, to plannings, um, seeing what you want your strategy to be, um, ticket sales, um, and to generate revenue. Cause that's what we had to do. We had to make sure we hit our marks so we could pay our bills. Yeah. And then from there in Wisconsin, I wanted to go lead my own office and at, at Marion University, um, you know, really, there was a, f- a foundation set, but really needed to improve the website. Um, really needed to, to rebrand the website and rebrand social media and rebrand the live stream. Um, that that's what what I looked at and how to in, improve it. Um, we we had a live streaming through through Stretch which is already set, but I rebranded it to be the, the, the Marion Sports Network. So mm-hmm. simple. And we created a logo. And I, when a coach tells a kid, hey, you're going to be on the Marion Sports Network, that sounds kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the same thing we were doing before, that, that helps them in re- recruiting. And ever since I left, I still see it, see that they still call it the, the Marion Sports Network, and they still use it a lot. Um, hashtags. I know it's so, so trivial, but they're also so important. Um, the hashtag at, at Marion was Go Sabres. Well, if you go down to anything on, on Go Sabres, it went to the Buffalo Sabres. And occasionally you might see something from Marion. So I switched to, to Fight Blue Fight, which was not out there by anyone. And it, they still use it, and no one else uses it. And it's if you go to Twitter right now and you type that in there, you would find Marion Athletics. Um and then back to New Mexico at the University of Southwest, uh, that was really, that was the most challenging job I ever had in my life. We had no Twitter, no Facebook. Website was terrible. We, I was able to switch them to, to Sidearm and got that going. Live streamed events for the first time ever. I also taught. I think I, I mentioned this in my in our last interview. I taught at the prison. Yeah, you told. Yeah, I remember that now. Cool. I had the assistant um, AD title. Negotiated a radio contract with Fox Sports Hobbs to do basketball games and a couple of baseball games. Um, and that really just op- opened up my eyes. That you know, give me the confidence that I can go out and do these type of things because I really never did that before. Mm. And then. Here at 
Jack Jackson State. Um, I'm the sports supervisor for the tennis programs. Um, serve on the executive committee, um, Hall of Fame, help out with the golf outing. Um, in in the, the, the discussions that I want to say matter, um, you know, in, in, in important ones. Um, that's pretty cool to be a part of, to see the vision that uh, my athletic director wants to take us. Mm. And that's, and to be part of that vision is pretty cool because there's just a lot of nice things and cool things that are coming down the pipe for Jackson State. Yeah. Uh, just now you mentioned it. Now we have to talk about it. So you're smiling already, and I think everybody already knows. How did you get to uh, teach in a prison? What did you teach, and how how did that go, by the way? Uh, it was, I'll tell you, the first day I was terrified. But, uh, you know, University of Southwest, it's a Christian-based school. Uh-huh. And um, I just got a phone call one day from um, a campus pastor. It's like, hey, man, would you be interested in teaching some courses at the prison? I'm like, well, let's, let's talk about it. And, you know, he went through it, and, and it just seemed like a really – you know, great opportunity to do something different. So I, you know, I did it and I'll tell you what, that were, they were some of the best students I've ever had because they, every word that you say, they, they hold on to that and they pay attention and they do their homework. They're not late home. Uh, just, it was a very fulfilling experience. And when I, when I left to take my new role at Jackson state, that's one thing that I really, really basically, turned people who were hardened crim- criminals. People did some very bad things and to see their, see their life turn around was really a, a great thing to see. What did you teach? I'm sorry. I taught uh, intro to business in a leadership class. Oh, okay. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if anybody out there is going to uh, be adjunct teaching at a, any sort of prison, Denny's your guy. Could probably help <laughs> you out a little bit. Um, let's talk about how you got to Jackson State here. So, time to leave Southwest, you said it was a tough job, which, I mean, there are some out there that might be and some that that aren't, you know, it's just the way it is. So, how did that interview process go? Um, and what was the transition like for you? Because my, my, I have extended family in Madison, Mississippi, actually. So, like, I've been to Jackson a lot. So, what was that kind of adjustment like? I mean, spare no detail about that. Well, I, uh, this was the Indeed one. I found this one on Indeed. Um, <laughs> I was just, you know, you casually going through Google and type in sports information director and typed it up and that popped up. I was like, okay, it seems like a cool, a cool job. So I applied for it and then I didn't hear anything for like three weeks. And then I got a phone call. Like, hey, we'd like to do a phone interview. And that was on a Monday. So I got a phone call on Thursday, phone interview Monday, Skype interview Wednesday offered me the job on Friday. And this was done through the, the office of, of the president because at that time, there wasn't an athletic director. Mm-hmm. And they offered me the job. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let's, uh, let me drive out there. I'll drive out, I'll pay, I'll pay for it. It's fine. I'll go out there and let, let's meet everyone. And I, I, I met uh, the president's office and other administrative officials. And then we drove back. Hobbs and you know my wife and I were like, we want to do this, um, so on and so forth. And we got there that night and you know slept on it. Woke up the next morning and then my wife said, take it. So we took it and you know here we are. 
almost two two years later. Yeah. My next question, other than the obvious, what's it like working at an HBU school? Because I um, do appreciate, I follow HBCU game day. I do have a, a strong appreciation for HBCU schools. And I, I, I make helmets, like you've liked my swag set before, mm-hmm. actually. So, like, I'm just curious as, as what the environment is like, especially on game day. Game day is amazing. Yeah. Football game day at Jackson State University is the coolest thing I've ever been a part of to work with. Um, we actually, for the past two two years, we have led FCS in average game day attendance. We averaged this year well, almost thirty four thousand. Hmm. Last year we, we averaged twenty four thousand. We beat out Montana by two hundred people. Uh, and and this year we averaged one hundred or I'm sorry, we had a total attendance of one hundred and sixty eight thousand people, which also ranked first in at the FCS level. So Jackson State Athletics. Jackson State football, there is nothing like it. I, I love working here because there's such a passionate fan base. They care. They want to win. They want to win now. And just to, to see their, the passion is something I haven't – just for comparison reasons, it's like Nebraska. It's, I mean, that's – or I maybe Auburn or Alabama mm-hmm. or – something like that it's just it's, it's great um working in hbcu um you know i'll tell you that first week when i got to jackson state i was a little bit nervous because i never worked in hbcu but right now i really f- jackson state is hbcu and name i don't feel like mm-hmm. i don't feel like jackson state is any different than a, P- a pwi which is a predominantly white institution um people care here people wants to do what's right and i really think hbcus in general sometimes have a bad reputation i think that's very unfair uh you can get just as good an education here experience here than anywhere else in, in the united states and i really i challenge people out there who's ne- who've never watched an hbcu game been to a game followed what hbcu sports is they really need to give it a fair chance because it is if not will match your expectation or exceed it. Yeah. I always see all the clips. Um, the marching bands, too. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Sonic Boom of the South. Yeah, it's incredible. And you said you mentioned the uh, the attendance. Um, I don't know if you have a subscription to The Athletic, but it uh, it actually has. Um, so there's actually an article out there about FB, FBS attendance. I don't know if you've actually read that. And how several Mac schools, which, like, I'm a huge, like, I don't know why I work at a power five school, but I would love crappy football. Like, so like lower level football is like great. So like ball state, central Michigan, Western Michigan, like that's my stuff. So there's an article out there, how these schools don't hit the FBS minimum of 25,000 a game. Yeah. Which is, which they is, they have to be creative yeah. about They're uh, I've seen at times when, you know, the, uh, their fundraising division will have to purchase so many tickets so they can, they can hit that. Mm-hmm. It's we crazy. Don't have that. Yeah, we don't have that problem. Right. Um, I'm also curious. Um, you say passionate fan base. That's the nice word of saying that they're mean on social media sometimes, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> well, they uh, let their opinions be known. Yeah, okay. All right. That's fair. We have the same thing. That's exactly how we describe our fan base. Passionate Indiana basketball fans. Um <laughs> Fun question I have for you. Uh, everybody, I'm sure, saw you mentioned a million impressions. 
Your mascot got a little too handsy in the game. What was it like for your office post game to be able to field? I don't even know. Did you like? Did you guys have requests? Did you? I mean, was what was it like? Crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. So, I mean, you know, it happens, and then at the end of the game, I got <laughs> my, my cell phone service didn't work down there very well because it was so packed. But once it started to clear out and everything looked at my phone i had five five voicemails espn fox cnn some local places in atlanta and then one from the jackson area one i want to know how they got my cell phone so like that's just advertised but they all wanted to comment on it and you know we didn't have a comment on it at all so but you know that was that was funny very very funny. The next week we did a uh, we did a skit with our tiger and um, basically apologizing <laughs> to, <laughs> to our coach. <laughs> but I'll tell you, one of those clips on ESPN, you can see how many views it had. Five million views within mm-hmm. forty eight hours. So that's free advertising. If you didn't know what Jackson State was prior to that day, you definitely knew that Jackson State existed the day after because of our tiger. Mm-hmm. Which is that's, I don't know if like. Because you're right, that is free advertising. It kind of goes back to what you were saying about the social media and everything. Like we are literally the front porch of the university, and we're yes. the first thing. And for a lot of people, and this is something that like when I was in, in undergrad, even in my few grad classes that I've had, is studying the effect of athletics has on enrollment and perception of university. And now that was just like free for you guys in the state of mississippi alabama your your area like i wouldn't be surprised if if your enrollment your applications go up like a lot because of that i would say it it causes awareness yeah and and honestly that's what you want like in this role with social media and new media and exposure you just want to increase awareness you want to increase brand awareness because i mean like you said it is, it's proven that when, you know, the front porch is, is I'm sorry, athletics is the front porch of the, the university. When the front, when athletics is doing well, everything else does well. You have to invest in athletics if you want the university to be healthy as a whole. Yeah. And that there's, the data is behind it. Don't at me, anyone. The data is behind it. Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of publications on it. Um, What's her name? Christy Dosh, I think, wrote it. Uh, yes. Saturday Millionaires has a yes. whole section about it. Um, they call it the Flutie effect because of Doug Flutie's Hail Mary and yeah. the and the effects of that afterward. It's just it's just how it works. It's nuts. So yeah. um, let's move on here a little bit because we're bumping up against time. Uh, I'd like to ask some fun questions. You've heard some of these questions before, but I'm curious if they've yeah. changed over the past two years. So favorite memory in your professional tenure? Does this include, can this be journalism? Sure, I don't care. <laughs> All right, when I was working for the current, or I'm sorry, my first job at the Custer County Chief, uh, covering eight man football, Sergeant Bulldogs went undefeated 12-0 and and beat the defending three-time state champion Howells Bobcats five in a row and started throwing them, and I covered that game. It was really a cool experience. I didn't sleep much, but for a small town and, you know, that's that's what it's all about. It was a story for a month. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure people still bring it up after the fact. That's how small towns work. 
Yes. So, what about on the other side? What's uh, what's your biggest horror story? Biggest horror? Okay, this happened. <laughs> this happened just this past year um, when we went to Atlanta, playing the Miak Swag Challenge against Bethune Cookman. Our charter flight got canceled, <laughs> and we had to bus to Atlanta. So wow. I drove a van. I left it. We left at seven thirty. And got there around 2 a.m. in Atlanta. Then we didn't sleep. I didn't sleep much because that that morning we had to meet meet the football team and give them encouraging, you know, just encouraging when they came off the bus, and, you know, show them that we love them and we support them and you know we're here for them. Yeah. So that was a pretty tiresome weekend. Thing and the thing is, we still played well. You know, it's not like I, I really did not affect us because we had an off day. The next day, so everyone's able to still be in, in their routine, and um, but that was that was a horror story. Yeah, I'm sure for sure. <laughs> yeah, bus rides are not my thing, but canceled flights and it turned into bus rides is probably even worse. <laughs> I would think. So, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? I would say the fundraising part of it, because mm. that's. Athletic directors, I really think fundraising is the primary part of their job. You know, they have to go out and raise money, uh, get sponsorships, um, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, I've been lucky to do that on occasion. You know, at University of Southwest, I negotiated our radio contract. Here, um, I have a I, I negotiated a sponsorship with a company called Shrimp Basket, which is in Mississippi. Florida and Alabama and it's I'm trying to describe it for people who don't know what it is obviously shrimp shrimp basket but it it's a southeast version of a mini Texas roadhouse this is the best way to <laughs> okay. describe it all right <laughs> <laughs> and you know they they uh they sponsor us uh, you know they they cater our food in the press box uh, they're going to cater food at at basketball games when we, begin, when we begin conference play next month. So just to kind of be able to go at people the right way is something I need to learn. What's the appropriate way to say, hey, will you give us some money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, politely. <laughs> um, in your mind, what traits or characteristics make a good SID? Now, you got to be social media savvy. You have to have a Twitter or Facebook personally. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it personally... You just don't understand the nuances of it. Um, know the rules of the sport because sometimes the coaches don't even know. And that's, that's no one's fault. Mm-hmm. But just to, you know, in a game, something might happen and you might know the rule and you might be able to be like, and sometimes the refs don't know the rules too. You know, there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of confusion. There's, there's, it didn't happen here, but it was, it was at, at a previous school. You know, I, that, that happened at a basketball game. This was in Wisconsin, and no one was. A, I don't, don't know what it was, but I knew the rule. I had a, you know, I had a little book with me, and I say, "Hey, you know, this is right. This is right here, right here." And they said, "Okay, you're right." Uh-huh. So just, just to to know your sports and good SIDs today just need to be. I don't want this to come out the, the wrong way. Cause I don't want to offend anyone, but we need to learn how to let the small things small things go. Oh, no, no. Don't, don't say it. 
that don't bother us, uh -huh. or that, that, that might bother you. I mean, I'm all, on, you know, I, I'm on Facebook and I'm on the things that annoy SIDs page, and I've posted on there too in the past, and I see some of the stuff up there, and I, you know, see my, my fellow colleagues, you know, gripe and complain about, but some of it doesn't even matter. No, they're very, yeah. Yeah, you're there to support your student athletes. You're there to support your coaches. That's important. You support your coaches. I know the coaches don't work for you know we don't work for the coaches, but you better you better support your coaches because if you support your your coaches, who then support their student athletes, they're probably going to win or increase their chances of to, to do all that. So sports information is such a small small part of the puzzle that makes a successful athletic department. Yeah. And if you do, if if you can support your your coaches and and do that, it just helps everyone. Yeah. Um, outside of work, what do you do to have fun? I got three kids, so they take a lot of my time. Um, I, I Disney Plus, you know, I just, uh, I'm watching that. I've watched this past week. I have watched a Disney movie when I've gone to sleep. Last night it was Fox and the Hound. Um, we're, my, my wife and I are starting the, uh, Avengers and we're going to watch it through what, through one, through whatever, so we can get the proper story. Like uh -huh. Iron Man's number one that you should watch. No, no, I'm not sorry. Not Captain Iron America. Man. Captain America. Yes. Yeah. I'm a nerd. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I've been watching a lot of the, uh, Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, I used to watch all those X-Men, uh, like cartoons you might see scrolling across. So I've tried yeah. to get back into those and I'm I'm watch rewatching I'm like, man, this is dumb as hell. Like <laughs> the writing is so poor, like we just get spoiled with the live action stuff that like it's just stupid. I'm like, I don't follow what's going on. Why did our character change? Like it's whatever. Okay. Um next time someone's in the Jackson area, which I might be I don't know, a given coming okay. years. I have no idea. Restaurant or bar recommendation. Well I would really recommend going to the shrimp basket okay they sponsor jack state athletics you can get, get some some good seafood there is a bar there um so you can have a couple drinks i would hit up the the fondren area you probably heard of that before haven't you no. oh wait really no we stay oh. in madison well fondren it's north jackson so oh so i can buy there yeah you're kind of yeah but you just gotta go on the interstate and a little bit and it's there it's very very nice restaurants kind of has an old school feel but kind of hipster thing you I know i think you... i know what you're talking about now that i think about it yeah can't remember what i was yeah. there for but i think i know what you're talking about yeah, it's, an, it's, it's a nice little area you'll be able to eat and drink and buy stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all anybody wants yeah <laughs> a, uh the fun fact um my cousins lived I mean, they're in college now. They lived in Madison, Mississippi, okay? Follow me for a second. I lived in Madison, Indiana. My high school's acronym was Madison Consolidated High School, MCHS. Okay. Theirs is Madison Central High School, MCHS. <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy how that worked out. But um, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, maybe want to follow up with you, had any questions for you, uh, what would be the best way to do it? Uh, Twitter, Denny Driscoll, D-E-N-N-Y-D-R-I-S-C-O-L-L, -L. email dennis.r.driscoll at J-S-U-M-S dot E-D-U. 
Well, perfect. Danny, we thank you very much. Thanks for reaching back out again. It was nice to catch up with you. All right, thank you, man. No problem.